piss, 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 Hello there, sir, and welcome back to Endgame Riverdale Podcast. We're two sexy people and also a third-person review, a slutty, slutty show. I am oh. your first host. Shut up. It was close. <laughs> You're out here, like, you try. My brain's so working. Yeah. That's what I no, thought. Ableist bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it took me so long to process because I thought you just skipped to you saying your name and you were like, my name's Ableist Bitch. Like, <laughs> you want me to, I thought we discussed something else. Anyway. I am your first host, Hellaciously Simple. I am your second host, Pleated Khaki Trash Monster. <laughs> and I'm your third host, Maple Hito, as in a mojito with maple. I actually think it's a, a maple cheetah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just imagine the mascot, like the just the tiger, but in pure purple, <laughs> dripping, sopping. Ew. Flaming hot. <laughs> yeah, for hot Cheetos, the mascot should just be dressed really slutty. That would be, that so, would be funny. so funny. So welcome <laughs> to chapter two of the fanfic. <laughs> Okay, welcome to the fanfic segment of the podcast. The fanfic we're reading today is called Not Your Lapdog, Chapter 2 by Gay underscore and underscore girl underscore right. I ran a hand through my hair, annoyed that it wouldn't stay down. I was barely going to make it to school on time, and I didn't want to look like shit when I got there. I mean, I know that any alphas would go crazy over me no matter what I look like, but that's only because they are built to. Anyone else would probably not really give a fuck, but I do, and right now I'm pissed about it. What? Girl, what? It's, it's in their DNA. They I sigh. Bye, guys. I yelled at my parents and began to sprint to school. Fuck, I'm going to be late again. I Does know. she have toast in her mouth? Whatever could happen. You miss them groaning. She groans? He groaned, fuck, I'm going to be late again. Oh, he groaned, sorry. I'm going to be late again. Ew. Lionheart, Lionheart. Not if you get in. Great. I turn to Reggie, who's wearing his ever so famous cocky smirk. Okay. He has a cocky smirk. That's what's important. (laughs) Yeah. Cock. He has a smirky talk as well. <laughs> it's canonized. He's been going after me for at least a year now, but these last few weeks, he's been really bad about it. I don't think getting in a car with him is going to help that at all, but I really cannot afford to be late again. My charm can't save me from that. Fine, I whisper, and his smile grows as he opens the door. I sit, and I'll admit, his car is really nice. He <laughs> gets to drive, and all I can smell is his cheap cologne. Stupid heightened senses. The smell would be bad enough without them, and he couldn't get anything else. If I wanted to only smell Axe body spray, I'd go to school school with normal humans. <laughs> Sorry, there's truly something about them being like, I got in. It was really nice. Trust me on that. <laughs> Will I give you literally anything about the car? No. <laughs> so trust me. It's so nice, guys. 
Trust yeah. me on this. But if I was writing something about Riverdale, about Reggie Mantle, about his car, I would call it Bella. Yeah, I would too. Right? Oh, but that's like, because that's a dog name. You're so it right. would be called like Hank or something instead. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just, I, I just think it's strange when you have such a perfect car, like, in Riverdale, and you're not, like, just canonized that it's the same car. Yeah. It's just not that hard. The day ends. Oh, so the day's over now. That was it. The whole day's gone by. <laughs> no, that's Riverdale writing right there. They go to that school, is- and then it's after school. The day an- ends, and I begin to walk home. I'd avoided Reggie as much as possible, but it's difficult when he sits next to me whenever he can, which is always because everyone in the damn class does whatever he says. I guess I'm the only person who hasn't joined his damn pack at this point. He always finds some way to get what he wants, but he will not be getting me. Would you say that the bulldogs like wolves wolves support support the alpha? I would say that. (laughs) I heard that somewhere, actually. Yeah. I can hear his car, so I try to turn the corner to get away from him. Have you talked to your folks about me coming over for dinner? He asks, following me. Did he really park his car to follow me? Why me? I mean, I know why, but fucking stop, sweetie. Did Reggie get into his car, find her, and then, like, park, get out of his car and be like, so? <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. Why, are they, I, why, why is he actually stalking her? Because oh, he's so horny he's going to die. Them. You know, it just completely slipped my mind, I lie. I really did not want to ask my parents because they'd immediately call up his dad and have Reggie there in minutes. Well, I'll just have my dad talk to them and see if they can schedule something tonight, he says, and I really just want to hit something. Well, him specifically. But I'm an Omega and can't do anything like that. What the fuck? Whoa. (laughs) Sorry, just the fact that both of these past stories were like, I seek violence to solve my problems and two this one took the bold stance of like society imposed gender norms but not gender norms like sex norms and she's like i would hit you but i'm not like societally allowed to because i'm an omega if this is not about this person who's been deemed an omega their whole life rising up and claiming alphahood as their own I don't think that's where the story's going. I don't think <laughs> Claim your going. inner alpha. And what if, if Reggie becomes an Omega? I know, but I think that it's like enemies to lovers, except in the Omegaverse, you know? Actually, Cheryl and I were planning to go out to that new karaoke place tonight. She even bought me an outfit and everything, I lie again. I really just want to get out of this. I text her and tell her what's going on before calling her. Hey, Cheryl, about tonight, do you think you can pick me up? I say, and purposely turn my phone on speaker so that this lie will be perfectly fabricated. Actually, it isn't a lie anymore because Cheryl and I were actually doing this now. Of course, she says, and I can tell she's trying not to laugh. Reggie grabs my phone and I force myself not to take it back. Hey, Cheryl, you think it's all right if I tag along? I don't have anything planned tonight and all my friends are busy, Reggie asks, and I know that's bullshit. Him and his friends are always partying and shit. Cheryl, I swear to God, if you tell me yes, I will skin you. I oh prefer, my God. I prefer drunk calls at three in the fucking morning than him next to me for an hour. I don't see why not, she says, and I want to cry. So she texted Cheryl and said, this is why I need you to lie. And then she was like, got it. And then she went on the phone and was like, don't got it. Don't got it. Don't got it. <laughs> I love the idea that Reggie sends really sad 3 a.m. phone calls. There's something about wolf culture. Oh. Oh, Brayden. 
Let me smash. Wow. <laughs> this is wild. This is... I, I love wow. Omegaverse stuff. It's so funny. He drives me home and I thank him before quickly walking inside and see my parents at the table talking to... No. I still had a few months. So why is Hiram Lodge at my house? Now remember, Hiram's an alpha. Oh my god, and Brayden's like 17 and 8 months or something. Some shit. I think it's kind of weird, like, so far Reggie hasn't done anything. Like, the main character didn't say, no, I don't want you to have dinner at my house. Uh, so Reggie just was like, we're hanging out, and this person's like, I hate you. Like, how does, he doesn't know that. <laughs> I'm confused of like, like, I get why Reggie's going after Brayden, of like, he's not paired off, he's single. Is Hiram in this alternate universe not dating Hermione like are they not married yeah i don't is think they are not, like fucking 60 or, or is hermione like hey i understand it's biology you can go fuck the 18 year old no because they're paired off so hiram's not with anyone we were just talking to hiram about the arrangement is she being, is he being sold to hiram Lodge? yes Ah, yes, the arrangement that if I didn't mate by the age of 18, Hiram would pay my parents very well to claim me, and because this is my life, I guess. One Direction, selling, thick, combined with Riverdale Omegaverse? What fucking 14-year-old was like, you know what's the hottest thing in the world? If Reggie Mantle wanted to get with me, and also, I was going to be bought by Hiram as a sex slave. What if that was the story I wrote? And then a bunch of other people were like, you're right. That is hot. No, I see where this is going. They're going to have to be, he's going to have to be with Reggie to avoid being sold with to Hiram. Hiram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I let, that's good. Anyway. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's, like, it's like one bed, but more complicated. <laughs> it's literally the one direction thing. But it's like a One Direction fic if it ended up being that you have to have sex with another person to avoid having sex with One Direction. Like, oh no, Harry's gonna buy me. The only way I can stop this is by having sex with Liam? I was about to say the exact same thing in the exact same order. Like, with, with, <laughs> with yeah. Liam and Harry? Of course, of course. It's always those two and it's always in that order. Anyway... <laughs> Piss, I guess. <laughs> oh, how lovely, I say, and have to force the sarcasm out of my voice. I'm going out with Cheryl tonight as long as it's okay with you, I say as I head upstairs. Of course, honey, but I really think you should talk to Hiram soon, my mother yells. Oh, I promise I will, but you know how Cheryl is hates waiting, I yell, and my mom chuckles. So now I am going out to dinner with Reggie tonight, and I also have a dinner date with Hiram fucking Lodge. Great. End of chapter. There's one comment from E. Jolien that says... Francisco 39ers. 39ers. <laughs> they lost 10 players. <laughs> Wait, what? That was, was so funny. What was the number? Is that 40, 49? Yeah. That was 53. <laughs> um, E. Jolien commented, comma... Cheryl, you daughter of a bitch. <laughs> so valid, so right. That is a valid comment. Cheryl is being. <laughs> I actually, this story in specific is very good at keeping the Riverdale dynamics. Oh, it's wild. 
I I'm sad that they haven't went Awu yet. Like I need I need a really angsty werewolf scene where like she goes to the white worm and she sees the pack, and Reggie's like, oh, "Are you hurt? I can't I can't bear to see my Omega like this." Lionheart, Brayden. This would be a better story if the Omega was Reggie's car, and it was. <laughs> <laughs> Was like Reggie, you need to be with me so I don't get sold to Hiram Lodge. And he's like, I'm taken, baby. First scene. First of all, we find out it's officially winter, which means all a bunch of things happened in like two months. Like it's a weird amount of time. Joke got that contract in like three months. No, there's weird time thing. Isn't Jack supposed to die after like summer break or something? No. No. Um, Jug dies March thirteenth. That's still very long. Oh, we're really speeding through time. <laughs> yeah, we have like two days or two episodes until until the Ides of March. Well, no wonder they were like, it's winter. <laughs> Let's go, 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 go. Fuck. <laughs> um, we have Archie giving Fred's tool belt to new Fred. I decided something. I think that I only hate Frank because every time I come on screen, like he comes on screen, I say, oh, I hate Frank. So I think I'm going to change my mindset. We're, okay. going, we're going with an I love Frank mindset. Fucking manifestation. Um, we also find out from Jug introducing the episode that Archie is the only one in the town immune to quiz show fever. He doesn't give a shit. No one is who <laughs> Penelope and the sex bunkers have overcome. <laughs> She keeps begging, she'll bring me a television. I need to watch R.I.V.W.'s. I wanted to see everyone in the town freaking out about the quiz show then. And That'd be so like, fun. I would love if while they were, like, doing the Brett versus Be- uh, Betty scene, like, they flashed to every single home, and they're, like, yeah. they're all watching it. Even even all, Midge's dad all alone, he'd get a flash. Hiram Lodge is, like, the quiz show. <laughs> It also implies like that like that implies that Archie just simply isn't smart enough to understand a question. He's not. And that's you know what that's good characterization. That's true. Mia Moore, get in here. This quiz show started. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and the question Like he he comes in to destroy the rum later and he's like, wait, is the quiz show on? Why does he go <laughs> This can wait, Miha. Then Doug and Betty have pillow talk, where Betty says, don't mention Brett. Well, after we just had sex. I'm like, you talk about your parents after you have sex? Counterpoint. This is 9 a.m. sex, at the least. Brett's having his morning workout. Yeah. In dedication. Two. Brett, this is implied to be the, the direct end of the sexual interaction. Betty is wearing a bra. They have sex in bras. It's just uh, cool. Or she just puts it right back on and then they smack down. No, they're too moaning for that. There wasn't wasn't in time. I see through you, Riverdale. There wasn't time for her to put her bra back on. Embrace it. Yeah, but we know they like to clip and unclip them. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually all sex in Riverdale is. They just go... (laughs) Unless you're gay, and then you have to tickle each other. No, and unless you... 
Unless you're queer women, then you have to get up and sit down. Oh, yeah, get up, blindfold, sit down. Blindfold <laughs> off. That's arguably the closest one to sex out of the one. <laughs> I think, like, the, the speed at which Jug brings up Brett does imply that he was thinking about Brett during sex, right? Yes. <laughs> Do you think that's what he thinks about to not come as fast? <laughs> No, but they talk about their parents after they have sex all the time. Yeah, they also do that to not come as fast. No, because he likes talking about his mom. We've you're so that. right. <gasps> the Lord. The Lord. I, I appreciate that this, this scene ends with sex round two. Yeah. That they like. Right? Like, no time in between at all. Max 20 seconds. Like, not even getting fucking like water. No, that's wild. Not even hydrating. You didn't take it to, like it's still happening. Jug can't be hard yet. No. He still has the the old condom on. It's right. He's rubbing it. It's wild. Um. I'd like to formally apologize to Lotmeal for that joke. <laughs> it's just unrealistic. Anyway. I just I appreciate that Riverdale doesn't know how to end a scene so much that a scene that started with them ending sex <laughs> ends with them beginning sex. Which means it's not it's even so like funny. it's more like they took like a two second pause during sex to That's talk about really Brett. Funny. It's not even pillow talk. It's like they stopped and they were like, let's talk about Brett for a second, and then they started again. But the only problem with that is that Betty says after we had sex. She says, don't bring up Brett right after we had sex. Yeah, and he's like, okay, I won't. Anyway, let's continue. <laughs> he was Back like, to where no, you were. No, it's before now. Yeah. That's why they have sex again, so it's not after the sex. It's before the new sex. Oh Do you think Brett watches the tapes of them and he's like, they were fucking, they t- that's disgusting. <laughs> why would you do that? You just, he's <laughs> <laughs> just watching really through the tapes and he's like, why am I here? I didn't want to be here. Like, Why yeah. is your bra on? I can't blackmail you with this. <laughs> and why are you kissing with tongue? <laughs> you two are freaking weird. <laughs> when Donna has sex with Moose, it's way more enjoyable to watch. Uh, anyway. Um, then Brett sees Betty in the hallway and is like, thank God you're done having sex because I need to get in the room. Uh, a weird thing to say about you. No, I think that's valid. Be annoyed with them. This is ridiculous. No, that is valid. What isn't valid is that they're like, Brett's working out. And then you see him not 10 seconds later, and he's perfectly quaffed. Um, he was listening from outside the door. That was anyway. his workout. His workout was hard hard jacking it in the bathroom. Yeah. I apologize to the little <laughs> again. <laughs> Apologize right now. Apologize. I'm so sorry, Love I am who I am. What if they both just say workout when they mean like sexual things? I no. My my headcanon is that Brett is hiding the fact that he's gay, and so he says workout, and he's going to another dorm room to have sex with a guy. Tickle. His morning workout was tickling. That's so real. You so real for that? <laughs> like, that's such an earnest. Sometimes I think we should all be a character. <laughs> 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 then 
I wrote, children ask Beaker to look at rum recipe. I mean Cheryl and Veronica. No, but um, Dr. Beaker, the chemistry teacher is back, and I am pretty sure that that was my name at some point, indeed. This is stupid. Like, they we don't need a scene him, of this happening. They also call him Dr. Egghead, which is quite rude, honestly. And, <laughs> That's unkind. Also, <laughs> Before you speak, no Veronica. There's no way a high school chem teacher would be able to run that analysis in their fucking high school lab. I was imagining two children going up to Jimmy and, <laughs> and asking for this. And he would just be like, what the fuck? Jimmy, are you a rum drinker? Like, what? This, the... My favorite part of this scene is that the whole rum drinker thing is not relevant. I don't know what the f- Drinking rum has to do with chemical analysis. I thought they were going to give him some of the rum if oh, he did that this. Was? Yeah. Well, I missed that. Which is illegal. Hated rum. Like you're a fucking elephant. <gasps> what? What? What the fuck are those elephants? Do you know? With peanuts? <laughs> yeah. Except instead of peanuts, it's rum. The analogy works. <laughs> you out here just. Giving rum to elephants? Hey, hey. You're a menace. Hey, who's... <laughs> Zeus hate him. Dermatologists fear him. <laughs> what is that? Zeus hate him. <laughs> Just a news article like, the rum bandit struck again. Zeus around the world terrified as all their elephants wake up slightly tipsy. <laughs> <laughs> We're losing it. Charles and Jug talk. Absolute shout out to Charles being like, you should you should write about my fake dad that put me up for adoption. <laughs> what the f- Charles? <laughs> <laughs> then new Fred is the new foreman of Andrew's construction. Good for him. And um, Sheriff Ke- ex-Sheriff Keller is like- Ex-Sheriff Keller, ex-Foreman Keller. Ex-Foreman Keller <laughs> um, is like, what the fuck? Why would you do that? And Archie's like, my bad. Frank's a good dude. I like, I like, I respect him wanting to put Frank into a position of authority. And I, you know what? I get Keller feeling bad, but like Frank was the right man for the job. <laughs> <laughs> but the way you keep this the whole episode, you keep making your voice sound so sincere and you're just saying absolutely wild things. Do an apology for being the rum elephant. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to my apology video. You're acting. This one goes out to the FBI. (laughs) I apologize to the elephant community. (laughs) Anyway. I'm so dumb. There's a quiz show. Um, at the quiz show, you find out that Frank Lloyd Wright designed Thornhill. That's a great point. What a weird thing. Wait. When were when were they alive? <laughs> sorry, <laughs> like, sorry. That's so much lore. Also, Frank Lloyd Wright exists. You're so right. If he built, okay, I'm gonna pose something to you, and you're gonna have to tell me if this is right or not. Pops existed before Riverdale. Fact. Cheryl's family founded Riverdale. Also fact. Frank Lloyd Wright built the house that the that the Blossoms lived in. Triple fact. By the transitive property of equality, that implies Frank Lloyd Wright ate at Pops. 
Yes or no? Yes. yes. Um, Frank Lloyd Wright was from the Midwest. Now, that does not rule out Pennsylvania. No, they mention Pennsylvania in this part of the quiz show. They do? Yeah, well, okay, yeah, it's a quiz show. Because they say that he built a bunch of buildings in Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania? And he built Thornhill? Look at my theory being bolstered um, with every new thing. He, he died in 1959. <laughs> That's fine. That's before. that We're, we're fine. Where that counts. He built it at, like, 60. We're he chill. got around. What the fuck? He had three wives. Oh, damn. Not at the same time. Um, um, but one after the other. And he had eight children. Oh, shit. That's a lot of so kids, man. Um, Who named two of them after himself? What <laughs> <laughs> that? So we have Riverdale wins the quiz show. Um, one of the questions is... What is what is the hypotenuse of an angle given the whatever the f- and when Tony gets it right, Cheryl acts like it's the smartest thing that anyone has ever said. Um, that is tenth grade mathematics. They also say sure. which thing is the powerhouse of the cell. Yeah, which um, did you get upset about that ableist bitch? Yeah, I did, and once again, my name is um Maple Hito. You're so right, ableist bitch. <laughs> Did you get upset because it should be mitochondria are the powerhouse of the cell? Yes, I did actually. I just them. was like, everyone knows that. Yeah, it's it's all about the buzzer game, really. Um, Riverdale's yeah, buzzer they, game is on point. I also think at some point around this scene, we find out that Betty had a four point one GPA. <laughs> a loser. <laughs> I had a higher GPA than that. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> This is when Charles comes in and she's like, what was it? Was it the this? Yeah. This? I would and have killed. And I mean killed if Charles came in. They were like, what was it? What they, was it my GPA? My what? It's like, they heard that you boinked. <laughs> they found your webcam. The person that you webcam is actually the head of Yale. It's your mother was back. right all along. Yeah. They saw that you take birth control, and they were like, you can no longer go to Yale. I would have loved, like, just randomly saying that Alice was right. (laughs) I love when Alice wrote them a letter that was like, my kid blinks. (laughs) Don't let her into Yale. Not on my campus. No, but she was pretty much like, I'm so sorry. My kid blinks. I, I don't want this to impact your ability to get into college. Um, I knew you would find this out. I also think it would be funny if she was like, what was it? My GPA? My this? My that? And he was like, you wrote your fucking essay about murdering a cat. <laughs> of course they're not going to let you in. <laughs> then, John pitches ideas to a shadowy figure. Um, and they hate all his ideas. Um, except... For when he brings up the idea of the brown hood, a s- strange murderer in a quaint little town. And I'm like, why does the show have to suck its own dick? Like, are you kidding me? The show writes a scene where somebody pitches the idea of the show to a bunch of people and the people love it. And they're like, that's a great idea. Like, why did you need to jerk yourself off like that? That's wild. To I don't me. like. I'm also upset because like he is pulling from his normal life, and that's fine. However, I posit to you a better story. 
the Baxter brothers find out that someone is going around and killing all of the people that they've arrested in their previous works. They call themselves the Blue Circle. Counter that slaps. I was losing it at this scene because he gives good ideas. He's like, what if there's like a killer and he's like called the fish monger because he like guts people like a fish and it's like the seaside town and they're like, hate it. And he's like, what about this? They're like, fuck that. He's like, what about the idea for the actual show I'm in right now? Love it. <laughs> Best 10 idea. out of 10. Don't say another word. My only, my only problem is that he pitches a serial killer that uses social media to stalk their prey. Um, and that that is the plot of The Incredibles 2. So. Then fake Fred is telling stories to the boys, TM. <laughs> the boys. I really, I really like him laughing about Fred. Like the whole bacon and egg story. Very I thought incredible. that was so dumb. Lo- you know what? I liked it. So... I, yeah, thought, I'm sure you loved it. I I thought it was really humanizing for Frank, like to understand like the past relationship he and Fred had together. Okay, it's not funny though. Like if you walked up and Fred was with the pig and he was like, You got the eggs, you wouldn't be like, oh like, <laughs> <laughs> no, <it's not. laughs> just, just, it's it's six AM. <laughs> I got the bacon, you got the eggs? <laughs> I was trying to be fake. And I, Please do it again. It was my goofy laugh. Do it. <laughs> Wake me up. Wake me up inside. Baby. <laughs> I got the bacon. You got the eggs. That's just how the story sounded to me. It was so dumb. Oh my god. Then Cheryl and Veronica tell Hiram about their maple rum business. Why would you do that? Rum is a molasses-based product, correct? I believe. Sure. I looked this up. I don't know much about rum. But I, it's, molasses is a big part of the fermentation process, which is fine. If you change that to maple syrup, wouldn't that not be rum anymore? I don't think so. I that would be like it... a different product. I think so, yeah. It'd be like if you if you took beer and you were like, instead of grains, we used uh, grapes. And you're like, no, so you made wine. And they're like, no, we made grape beer. That's fun. <laughs> anyway, they control the patent on all of maple rum. Keep that in mind because it will be relevant, Sarah. Not this episode, but later. They control all of maple rum really keeps plot lines going in this season even when they shouldn't i don't know what you're talking about i love maple room i love penelope's silly mask read your tickle gate then betty gets brett's file and um she walks into jug and brett's dorm room really angry and jug goes oh hi betty and she just starts yelling at brett um and she says that okay she says his dad Bought hit somebody to take the PSATs for the him. PSATs, <laughs> the useless know. ones. That's not even what the real life lawsuits were about. Just, just fucking get rid of the P. He's a senior. Who fucking cares what he did? That's on his literally PSAT. what I was gonna say. I wrote it down. I was like the PSAT, the practice. SAT. Okay, I figured it was the practice. Or- and not the real SAT. No, no, no. No, he still took the real SAT all by himself. Yeah. But you really are offended that the PS... Um, it's so, like... Do they not know what school is? No. Like, what do they, th- what do they think the PSAT is? 
It's so Yale stupid. Yale checks your PSAT scores. Like, oh, this dude got really good on his PSATs. I was also imagining somebody who, like, gets paid to take SATs for people getting called to be like, can you take the PSAT for my child? And they'd be like, you mean the SAT? And they'd be like, no, <laughs> the PSAT. Can you imagine a, a room of sophomores and then and then a whole, whole adult walks in? What the... F- <laughs> That's, like, so bad. Then Veronica tells Cheryl that... They're going to do make Lobondomy a dance club and hand out free samples of rum instead of selling rum. I'm upset. This was the only time in all of Riverdale that it would have actually been a speakeasy. Do you understand that? <laughs> they call it a speakeasy. Something named for giving away alcohol and engaging with alcohol illegally. Then they don't do that for a season. And then this season, they have a perfect time for them to sell alcohol illegally. And they plan to. And then only at that moment are they like, no, we can't be a speakeasy anymore. I'm upset. I'm so, like, like, um. You fucking look up the definition of the words you use before you put them in your fucking script. It's not that fucking hard. Google PSAT. Our speakeasy is all about yes. fucking alcohol. You know what's wild though is the people making Riverdale took the PSATs. Why? Why would you call it a dance club? I'm so I'm so upset about this one scene. Like like I I I hurt I hurt inside I hurt within myself. Cause this is your cause, favorite season? Cause, cause this this doesn't stick. Sarah, they don't like just like, oh, it's a dance club forever. This covertly and in silence will return back to a normal thing. And then you'll be left wondering what the fuck is going on. And the answer is they don't fucking know because they finally wrote a fucking speakeasy. But they were like, no, now it's a nightclub. And I'm like, why the fuck did you call it a speakeasy then? (laughs) Then we see um, a zoomed in photo of a dude on Grindem. Add that to the list of things that well, Grindem see his abs. We see and Kevin is scrolling on Grindem. I Hawk. said out loud as when this scene started, I said, holy goddamn shit, Kevin. <laughs> um he looks up, he sees fangs. They chat for a second. Kevin's Grindem date arrives at Pops. The Grindem date immediately says, I have a hotel, let's leave. If that's not too forward, and Kevin says, not at all, and they leave, that is so insanely fast, even for a hookup. I don't know why I don't believe that those abs belong to that man. Oh, no, they don't. No, he was looking at other people on Grindr. He wasn't. It says Terry. Maybe it was a picture of the Tickle guy. No, it is a picture. Like, of the, you think Terry's Grindr account is of other people's abs? Kevin literally met this guy at Pops. They obviously said they were going to eat together. The guy says, let's go to a hotel. He doesn't look like his picture. And Kevin's like, okay, let's go. It's so dumb. I love the show. Betty is mad at Jughead about the Black Hood thing and also Yale. And she says he only got into Yale because he went to Stonewall. And I'm like, okay, maybe. It's not like some weird back. Everyone knows that. It's not a secret. And it's not a bad thing. That It's, it's not our fault the system set up like that. I mean, I do think it's a bad thing. 
But it's not Jughead's fault yeah. if that helped him get into college. No, no, it's not. No, no, I agree. I'm also upset about the fact that, like, she's upset that he didn't tell her about Yale, but also, like, we learned about Yale at the very end of last episode, and there can only be so much implied time between two episodes. Like, for the audience, we just learned that he got into Yale, and now you're upset that he hasn't told you, like, immediately. Like, uh, to us, he told you at the first available moment. That's a dumb yeah. thing to have your argument about. And also, you guys didn't see each other before, like, between the Black Hood thing and now. So you, he never had an opportunity to tell you about that. And when he's like, I would have asked you, she's like, I don't believe you. And I'm like, I don't know why we're having this argument. It's so mean to say to someone, um, like, you only got in because you, did, you went to this school. Also, because he's poor. No, I think there's there's a lot of impl- implicit classism to Betty's remarks that they don't yeah that they they don't super like address and go through, but especially because if she had said that to Brett, it would be one thing, yeah. but saying it to Jughead is like that's ridiculous. Like he worked hard to get into that school. I mean, like of course people go to private school because they wanted to help them get into college. And if you want, if you really believed that 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 was the reason, you could have fucking applied. It's yeah. just a school. Your family's and, not hurting for cash. I don't think either of them work, and you have such a big house. It's just ridiculous. I really don't like that. Um, probably as someone who doesn't have a lot of money and went to a private school, I feel like I do not enjoy this scene, and it upsets me, especially because poor people who go to private schools have to work way harder to even get into the private schools and then they have to work harder to get into college still then archie tells keller something i don't know tom is like we there's a government contract we should take it for the prison and archie's like we're not gonna take it because that'd be like working with hiram and i'm like it's sewage you're fine you're not like implicitly supporting the prison if you fix their sewage system yeah and then and then Keller's like, that's stupid. And then Frank's like, the boy made his decision. I'm like, what the frick, Frank? I mean, no, Frank, really I really understand where you're coming from, supporting your nephew in like his decisions and trying to be both a good coworker and a good uncle. What a good character, that Frank. I love the military, personally. <laughs> you're going to have to do that soon. Did he get his purple heart? Or what the fuck is that? It's when someone just like, tattoos your heart it's like blue balls but worse (laughs) it's when you're in you're you and the love of your life are in war together and they die and like your heart just coalesces into a ball of purple it's your heart gets blue balled what whoa okay okay. able ableist bitch you know how your heart is naturally red when you blue ball your heart you're mixing the blue and the red and you know that makes purple and that's called getting a purple heart Next scene. <laughs> I thought it was a medal. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, oh, God. Sorry. Also, oh, um, do we need to take an ad break? Yeah, we can no. take an ad break. <laughs> now back to the show. Anyway, uh, Sarah, Riverdale Book Club. Oh, what do all boys want, really? Because the truth is, though I enjoy male companionship, and I especially enjoy how much all the most sought-after males seek moi, of course, I've yet to find that one who truly makes me swoon. Veronica's aromantic. 
Okay, Next. I would accept that. Okay. Wait, actually, that's also such a lesbian thing to say. Veronica, I don't know why this book is so intent on making Veronica the most lesbian character in Riverdale. I think Michael also has some things going on in his life. I do too, man. Cheryl wishes. <laughs> I don't know, Ronnie, Mom said, grinning. Your words say one thing, but your hot pink cheeks say something else completely. Oh, your hot pink cheeks? Not hot as an attractive, hot pink the color. I know, but like usually blushing is red. Or like like when you're when you're saying that someone is blushing a lot, they're usually like tomato red or beet red. You uh -huh. rarely choose pink. Pink is not a natural color. Thank you, Michael. Love hot your... pink, especially. Hot pink is funny. I though. would love if the response was like, "Yeah, I put blush on, Mom." <laughs> That's how blush works. Anyway, on your way out, can you remind Andre that the dresses for tonight should be coming in from the tailor within the hour? Absolutely. We wore white for the fourth, of course, and we wore it impeccably fitted. Mine was a crochet lace Chloe. Mom would be in a flawless Armani silk pleats. The 4th of July care. was white dresses and red lips. Light and airy, a summer evening dream. Not with the oh pop of pure hot fire. That was Signature Lodge, of course. This reads like, like fan fiction. I don't know what I they- I think does. he likes to dress up as a nun for sex. <laughs> <laughs> I've decided that. Hey, Michael, um, email us and <laughs> Nuns don't wear white. The little- Oh, that? I mean, yeah. Veronica or Michael? No, Michael! Michael. Michael. I think he likes to- I think he's a little freaky. Please confirm okay. or deny. I think- uh, Email us at endgamerverdopodcast. Do you like I could also sex? see, like, a cheerleader outfit. Him in the cheerleader outfit? Yeah. Do you think he dreams about, uh, Reggie buying him one day? Probably. <laughs> Superficially, it seemed like any other morning, but on a semi-conscious level. Call it paranoia, but Daddy says a lodge can smell subtext. Like, they're an alpha. They're tea. <laughs> the tea. I need this person to stop using Riverdale names. Like, she says, in any case, I wave to Tabitha like I always do. Stop. <laughs> this is not the same Tabitha. This is Tabitha Martindale. I think this came out pre-Tabitha. That's fine. Doesn't Tabitha exist in the comics, though? That's probably why you put it in there. That might be it. And was it my imagination, or did she look away? I shook my head. Obviously, I was thinking things, projecting for no reason. Very unlike me. That also seemed gay. Like, you wave to someone and they're like... Yeah. So gay. Yeah, this is a little fruity. In case you're wondering what I'm skipping, she went to Lalo and got food. What the fuck? Mike, what the fuck? Also, she doesn't follow trends, she sets them. You can imagine my shock when I walked in on the morning of July 3rd to find Cam and Annie together, hunched over- Sorry. We're officially in the afternoon of July 3rd. This is in part two afternoon, Michael. Also, you don't have to specify it as July 3rd. If everything else in the book is specified as July 3rd, you introduce it as the night before July 4th. That's not how writing works. No, he's really bad at writing. Back to freaking Cam. Girls, what a surprise. I thought I was the only Spence student ironic enough to slum it in this time-out New York trap. I leaned down to give them both kisses hello, Euro-style on both cheeks, tilting so they could do the same. Euro-style. The money. <laughs> not European, Euro. Euro-style. <laughs> you just chuck a coin at someone. It's like Eurovision. Euro-style. Darling, baby, mwah, mwah. I'm German. What? Oh, I thought you were just reading from the book. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why am I so gullible today? That's fine. Stop. 
I said, if you're going to tell me you already have hair and makeup appointments, just cancel them. Who cares? I can adjust my reservation. Come on, getting pretty by yourself is boring. It'll be my treat. I mean, are you sure? Oh, sh I, wow, I get it. Oh, Jesus Christ. I, I get it. I, I, I literally, I get it. This just reads like, I woke up. I took the covers off. I went to pee. I peed. I wiped my ass. I stood up. Michael, I pulled my pants. <laughs> Michael, whoever told you to write an entire book in the span of one day didn't mean this. <laughs> Riverdale is not like a, a, a cute little slice of life romp. You're not Studio Ghibli. Make someone die. Lord. Careful, girl. You want to be in top shape for the party of the year. I think there may even be some drama to be had tonight. Pam laughed. Oh, yeah? Her cheeks were tinged pink, rosier than usual. Michael, I don't think you know how cheeks work. <laughs> this is two times, Michael. You're on your last warning. <laughs> it's two strikes. I mean, I probably shouldn't say anything. I don't want to embarrass him, but I guess it's okay. I trust you guys. Duh, you can obviously trust us, Cam said, redder than ever. See, you get it. We got there, Michael. We talk about bones. Skip. More looks between people. More bones. Didn't he tell you he loved you once? This is still about bones, but I did want to include that. Yeah. I made a face disbelieving. Oh, that was back when we were in pre-K, I reminded her. Hardly binding testimony. Still, she insisted. Those are formative years. I don't know. Maybe you imprinted him on something? What? Alpha. Alpha. Maybe she's, maybe she's the alpha and bones is the omega. What a story, what a tale. That also implies that Archie is an Omega, and I'll live with that. Yeah. They talk about them having chemistry with Bones. I really just wanted to say the Alpha line. Perfect. We kissed goodbye, and I continued to mull as I wandered back to the Dakota. Stay open-minded. It sounded like good advice. Tonight was our party. The holiday was here. Anything could happen. Damn. Nikki, you should have seen us being so normal in opposite land. How is it that she doesn't suspect anything? Bones, you know Ronnie, Queen Bee, as in believes her own hype. She doesn't suspect anything because it would never occur to her to suspect any. Karma's a bee, and so is Veronica. I can't wait for the party. Cam, speaking of karma, you realize we're probably going to hell, right? Bones, probably, definitely. And you know what? Worth it. Annie, so worth it. Dylan Doily's field notes. Frickin' blood moon bullshit. Holy Christ. Why? There's like tw it's like five pages of blood moon things. Of yes. <laughs> and no, no, no. You know what? Actually, this is this. There's one bit of important lore. I have a space. I built it myself. Outfitted it perfectly. It's small, but it's safe. Private. I've got the basics covered. Water defense. Better defense. Endurance. Strength. It's a survival bunker, of course. And it took my dad and I five years to build it. He built the sex bunker. That's the only- We already knew that. I know, but like, the apocalypse is nigh. Dude, what the frick are you on about? <laughs> well, my dad was, well, he's not very emotional. Did your mom die? What? <laughs> <laughs> One moment. Where did I? Oh, his uncle died. Hey, sorry, Dilton Doily's lore is that his uncle died. And his dad was like, you'll never be unprepared ever again. His uncle what? died in a, in a rapid river rafting accident where they fell over a waterfall. And like his, his... Oh my god! Yeah. Like, they they didn't have rope, so they couldn't do an, uh, a rescue attempt. So his dad will like, you will never be unprepared ever again. And so now he's hyper-prepared and thinks the apocalypse is coming at all times. Next chapter's Hi. Archie! 
No. This sucks. Michael, buddy, my guy. Betty goes to the Black Hood's grave and destroys the headstone while in slow motion and with a deep voice. She goes, I hate you. Yeah, they put like a filter over it. She got a whole mallet. And then right when you think the scene couldn't get weirder, Alice emerges from the darkness and it's like, I'm here, Betty. I'm like, why are you here? Forget all that. It's tickle time. It's tickle it's time, It's tickle maybe? time, everybody. Gather um, around for tickle time. Do not do that unless you're going to film me and pay me five grand. Okay. <laughs> per video. Per video. Okay. So, they're making out. While they're making out... Was it with Tom? Mr... Mr. Terrence keeps trying to tickle. Mr. Terrence! You say trying, trying to, I say succeeding. Keep tickling. Okay. I want you to know, Sarah, like as people, we understand like Ticklegate is a thing that happens. But yes. as a first time viewer, it cuts to a scene of them making out. Like it's like, a normal makeout scene. Where, like it's pure silence. I need you to know there's no music. It's just... <laughs> Kevin goes, what is with the tickling? I'm like, you let this go on for so long before you asked that? I would have stopped it and been like, what the fuck was that? The but scene, he lets it happen. The scene implies that this was happening beforehand. That yes. this was just the breaking point for Kevin. Yeah, like this was this was too much tickling. Like it's wild that he just was getting away with this. And so he goes, what is with all the tickling? And the guy goes, I have an opportunity for you. You could get five grand a video. It's just tickling. No sex. Would you do this? <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Me too. But I wouldn't. It's so wild. Ableist In bitch. the version of the world where I am the type of person who would go home with a random stranger and then not call them out for tickling me for a long time, I would do it. Yeah. Current um, and likewise, would. likewise, me in this world, I would do it too. Yeah, you would do it. That would also happen to you. Just well, that, that this would happen to you. No, like someone <laughs> fucking... A Grand Central Station in fucking New York City would walk up to you and be They're like, "Fucking in New York City at Grand Central Station." We both need to be careful saying that we would do this because the world will give us a random. No, someone will and walk I will up get to paid. New York and be like, "People will be tickle? like, did you do sex work?" And I'm like, "Kinda." No tickling. No wait. No sex. Just tickling. No tickling. Just sex. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> Anyway, um, ableist bitch, would you do this? No. I'm only because I hate being tickled and it makes me really nauseous. What if you were the tickler? Now that's a that's a question for you. Kevin never asked that that's question. That's true. For I five, would rather be the tickler. For five grand, yeah. I'd I think I'd rather be the tickly. No, I hate I have a business opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> it's no sense. Just tickling. No, because I hate you being tickled. You son of a bitch, like a... I'm in. <laughs> No, I get so nauseous if I'm tickled that I can't breathe and I start crying. And also I get paranoid that I'm going to piss myself from being tickled. So I hate Whoa. being tickled. Well, that's, don't be paranoid that you're going to piss yourself and piss it. <laughs> really mean. What did you say? I said, I said, Terry, I said, Terry looks like someone who would videotape tickling. <laughs> I, something about like Terry the Tickler. Look what the heck. 
It's not surprising at all. He's Kevin the tickle like... taper. <laughs> hey. Also, Kevin agrees to get videotaped and get tickled. And the guy he's with is like, cool, I'll go get the guy who's going to tickle you. He's waiting downstairs at the bar. He's waiting downstairs. No. He was so confident Kevin was going to say yes. Terry, Terry did not leave any opportunity for Kevin to like back out. He got no. his yes, and he's like, okay, the person's on their way. They'll be up <laughs> on here their in way, literally minutes. in the building waiting yeah. for this. He'll be here in a minute, and then we'll, we'll start it. I'll get my stuff. so wild. Oh, sorry. I just love this. Who pitched this? I, I would give my left titty to find out what Riverdale pitches get declined. <laughs> That's so true. Can you imagine? Okay, um, someone no, let's... sat and went. Kevin gets tickled. Not it's not sex, but it's tickling. And they were like, "You son of a bitch, give it a three episode arc." <laughs> then Jug checks on Betty. Um, and to see, and he does say something really sweet. He's sweet. The tonal shift. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and Betty having a breakdown. But you know what? In both of these scenes, there is a teenager who's done sex work. Kevin's only good showing. Do you think his Terry's grindum description was like down to tickle? Like DTT? I was so sad because you can see his his description like when he's swiping, but it's just a little too blurry. It no. says DTT down to tickle. I, it does. <laughs> Yeah, she saw it. Um, Instead of like listing his penis size, he's like deep and hearty. What kind of tickling do you do? Are you like personally? No. <laughs> no, I also couldn't it. tell. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I don't know, the stomach kind? <laughs> wondering if they had like special descriptions within the tickle community for how you'd tickle so then veronica and cheryl dance to royalty free music and then um the sheriff raid begins and hiram strips and then smashes all the alcohol bottles can i say that's, like, that's not legal yeah i lost a gut when he like he takes off his thing and he's like when you play me, you'll lose. Snap. And then his dedicated mallet guy. Why are there so many mallets? Reaches out. And he, it's just for the mallet. And it comes from off screen. And it feels like I'm watching Scott Pilgrim. And Hiram smashes all of the bottles. And in the background, the entire club is booing him. And it's all just a little bit too much for me. <laughs> It's so funny. It looks such he, a strange. He scene. looks at them and he just starts taking off his jacket. No, I was <laughs> like, what is happening? Oh, and then he's just and they're both like, how could he find us? How did he know? I'm like, you went in and told him earlier this <laughs> How could he have known? You looked him in the eye and Damn, told him your plan. He's one step ahead of us. I love it. It's really good. Then Veronica and Cheryl relocate the rum business. 
actually shout out for Penelope just being in the sex bunker. Has not showered. That girl is stinky. They walk in the Maple Club and they and Veronica's like, what is this? And Cheryl goes, Mumsy's old brothel. <laughs> Normal conversation. I love the Maple Club so much. Like <laughs> No, no, no. I have important lore. Yeah. Important lore. She says it's the most exclusive gentleman's house in town, which means there's more than oh, one in town. More. There's that means there's at least three. One of them's actually upstairs in Pops, so. <laughs> oh my god. Um, sorry, I just had an image of pop pool dancing. I'm gonna move on. <laughs> then I wrote post tickle. Terry goes, You have a great laugh. Terrific temper. Can you imagine training years of your life to be an actor and a singer? And the the highlight of your entire career is being told that you're a good tickler. Oh, I was thinking of um, the guy who plays Kevin being like, I signed up to yeah, be in a yeah. mystery show and I'm getting tickled. Like, Corey Codd is out here like, I'm not gay. <laughs> I I am a trained actor and singer. The, the, the thing I'm most known for is being in a tickling plotline. No, nobody knows about this plotline and it bothers me. More people should though. It's important. Um... It's like it's so, like the grilled cheeses of this show. If you if you would give me that, yes, I would love it if it was this was like a gateway and he just like craved being tickled all the time after this. I I honestly I really think they could have leaned in harder. Like when you do the flash forward to twenty twenty two, he's like, I don't know, man. I just I I I can't do it without tickling anymore. It's like a yeah. Do you know that they used to run like ads? Um, like when my parents were kids, they would run ads that would be like, do you know where your yeah. children are right now? I wrote down, do you know your son is being tickled right now? It's 11 p.m. Is your son getting tickled? <laughs> that was funny. Um, it's 11 p.m. Is this your son? And it just flashes the video. <laughs> <laughs> Terrific. Terrific, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Betty goes in her dressing room, sees that Alice left the answers to the questions for her. Then Betty kills it at the quiz show, doesn't let anyone else speak, and wins. This is Alice's low point for me. I actually hate it. Trust your kid more. Um, and I think fact... maybe you hate Alice because you think that you hate her. Yeah, that... And you should watch. <laughs> actually, man, you know what? What I really appreciate about this scene is that Alice is trying really hard for Betty. And, like, she's trying to repair this relationship by helping her get into Yale. But she knows how hard Betty miffed it when she boinked. So. <laughs> then we find out Frank did get the money for the bonuses. So I guess everything's solved now. And I respect when he's like, I didn't want to loan money from my nephew. So I instead stole it from a company. You know. You know, like a crime. <laughs> I didn't. Instead, I, didn't I stole feel... it from my nephew's company. So it's almost like it <laughs> It doesn't. It's almost like it all comes back to your nephew. Then sorry, Betty walks into school and everyone in the halls oh. is chanting. Um, I just wanted to say the thing at the end of the game show which, where Jug goes up and hugs her and is like, I'll take brilliant girlfriends for 200, Alex. You fucking idiot. That's the wrong show. 
No. Oh my god, you said fucking. Sorry, I, it was oh, for the joke. Did. It was for the joke. But I really liked the thing where, like, in Yale, we're gonna we're gonna like hang out a bunch and eat a lot of pizza. I, oh, I, I loved that. Like, it we're made gonna me, solve it made every mystery in Connecticut, yeah. and we're gonna eat a lot of pizza. Like, like, yeah, it it made me genuinely smile. Like I, I was like, cute. they're cute. Also, Pizza? No, why is he saying pizza? No, he just, just likes, likes pizza. pizza. <laughs> okay. That's my character right there. But don't worry, we're getting to the best scene with my favorite character. Kevin asks Fangs Not this to, one. <laughs> to be his tickle buddy. Not this scene. I was very confused about what was what you meant. <laughs> not this scene. It's not sexual though, only tickling. Then the maple club. There we go, we're here. Penelope has a mask and an ankle monitor oh, the ankle monitor what the freak did they get the ankle monitor like, they got it on glams no Hiram has a store of them in his office i love this Ops. because penelope looks like a knockoff phantom of the opera <laughs> like she I, has this horrible mask on it's my favorite penelope she would like people would hate going to that club just because she's there i know also just fully makes up a reason she can't run away just because i know and also riverdale i love because they put her they were like we want to use this character later but don't know what to do with her right now so let's lock her in a bunker until we decide to use her for an episode <laughs> they literally just put her on ice until they were like yeah. oh we, we figured we figured out That's what amazing. we want to do with you amazing writing strategy season four is killing it in the writing game um lesser then- shows would have had penelope living with cheryl then Jug gets mad at Brett and challenges him to a duel? Uh, I love this. It's it's my favorite thing. A I duel love... to the death? I, the fact that this entire episode implies it's death and then the next episode's like, it's chess. So funny to me. Because the only reason they do this. I was confused because I remembered it being chess. And no, I like, don't remember Okay, to the death? Yeah, but the, and I was like, what? The only reason they do that is so that when they have the flash forward, they can be like, oh, spooky, Jughead's going to die. When it's completely not relevant to the progression of the show at all. I love this television show. Um, I fully did not remember the duel whatsoever. Then I was have, just like, eh. We have a flash forward to the future. Wait, didn't you just say that winter just started? Yep. But it says four weeks later, and we have to be in mid-March? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it literally uh, opens with Jughead being like, winter that's has so funny. happened. That's so funny. Eight out of ten non-sexual tickles. Eight? Are you crazy? What are you giving this? A nine? I'm giving this a 7 out of 10 terrific 10. Oh, so you were only one lower. No. I'm giving this a solid 0 out of 10 flush cheeks in all colors of the rainbow because Michael doesn't know how bodies work. To be honest, I only gave it that high because of the tickle thing. I know. And it's, that's valid. I don't respect the and zero. Jug and Jug The zero thing proves that you're an ableist bitch. Thank you, Sarah, so much for listening. <laughs> I have been hellaciously simple. I have been pleated khaki trash monster. And I've been Maple Hito. Go tickle Which your... has been ignored the whole episode. Uh, she, she's been an ableist bitch. Go tickle your significant other in sex. And if you don't have sexually. one, just go on, go on, go on like Grinder or something. Grind them? No, like in the real life, go on Tinder. Go on Tinder and be like, I want to tickle. T-T-T. <laughs>